I think we canceled three times. Who got sick? No, someone had I COVID. Did. You no, but had COVID? Maybe we did. Maybe we did. It was after, it was around uh, the birthday? The camera on? Camera's yeah. on? Um, it was around my birthday. Yeah, someone got sick. All the super spreader. <laughs> <laughs> Who was? That my, remember my birthday? Everyone, no, I wasn't a super spreader, was I? Did I get it? No, I didn't. Uh, we no, didn't get it. My, but, uh, you my, did? Yeah. I did it. This is also, just for anyone knows, this is back in the spring. Don't worry, we're all good now. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't have. A, I don't. Oh, you, you should see in the last. Did you post a video? Did I send you the video of it? We should post it. Yeah, you should. Of Ricky pouring the beer. Sure, that, you haven't edited I, it yet. No, it's video. it's in my phone. Oh, it's in your phone. It's also on the video, yeah. but I took one closer. Yeah, we. Uh, I I wasn't paying attention. I was pouring the beer. I was like talking and just pouring. <laughs> I kid you not. There's. There's a good six inches of full of uh, six inches of beer. Yeah. Uh, no, but literally like Hold on. two inches of beer, and the rest the rest of this cup Here. is just foam. Oh there man, do you see that? Oh, that looks yummy. All right, that's what eight <laughs> inches of beer. <laughs> I heard that's twelve. What are we talking about here? Those are my favorite memes online. Yeah, about eight. That's no, the such best a is, bad poor man. Did you see there's a meme online where like some guys getting roasted? Like you have such a massive nose. He goes, yeah, massive nose, eh? All right, massive <laughs> nose. <laughs> I peed my pants at that. You one. love those ones, eh? I, I, I have the, I have the the humor of a child. All right. We'll, well you're pretty up. active online, man. I yeah. see. Like, uh, I'm like, Don't where does this it. guy go every month? Like, what's he doing? Trying like, to see the world. Yeah. Man, I love. I'm, uh, I'm on a, the budget of a, a one person guy, and I'm oh. just <laughs> thriving. A oh, one person guy. <laughs> one person guy. Yeah. Ricky, you can't stay you're in Toronto more than a month. You're only one guy, right? That's it. Only, only. Um, like it's funny like you, I, we talked about this before about like Toronto like if we like it or don't like it love it hate it whatever and I was always like kind of cynical about it and like, Ricky's like you're always you've been a fan but you oh, always you always try to every opportunity to get you leave yeah I'm trying to figure out what to do for Thanksgiving now because I um, <laughs> I was supposed to go to LA and then the person I was going to go with bailed Kia because we were going to play in a pickleball tournament <laughs> and then uh, so I might still go to LA but it is kind of far and Am I out of it? going to a football game alone it takes away the excitement of it too. Like you want to be with one of your buddies. So like, oh, yeah, you know, no, for sure. Like, especially cause I'm not going to see my team. I'm just going to see like two teams play oh, Rams, Chargers. Rams and Cowboys. Like oh, it's wow. a great you know game. How much money that ticket's going to, it's going to cost you. You know how much it's going to cost me? Zero. You think so? You yeah. get one? Yeah. yeah you already she, asked? I, they, she says it uh, most likely. She didn't give me a hard yes, but I got to contact that NFL Canada now. So like, I can get tickets pretty often. We tell you went to. We told you went to the Bills Titans game. Yeah, no, we saw each other that day. You were leaving. Yeah, yeah. So that tell you though, we got like Ricky hooked us up with tickets. Like we were like eight rows from the field. I think eight rows, like at the basically, basically the goal line. I got a crazy Bill story. Let's hear it. Fire us off. (laughs) All right, so. Uh, my best friend uh, got me uh, Bill's tickets for my birthday. When's and your birthday, by the way? November 6th. Okay. What? Isn't that John, DB? John? No, DB. DB's the 13, 13. John's the four, uh, 21. Sorry, continue. Someone's on the 6th. Yeah, sixth. so we, uh, I've never been to an NFL football game before in my Are you life. a football guy? I was. I played football oh, in high school. You did? What yeah. position were you? Running back. No fucking yeah. way. Bob, I, Bob I'm Al like- Bundy. <laughs> I'm Al Bundy. I scored the winning touchdown in the championship football game. Shut up. It Bobby's was, a Bobby's it, an athlete, man. It was yeah, it was uh, it was Loyola versus St. Thomas. I'm from Oakville. Yeah. Wait, Loyola Oakville? Yeah, yeah. Because I went to Loyola Mississauga. Yeah. No, no, yeah, no, Oakville. Loyola and St. Thomas Aquinas. So we had uh, so it was in overtime, 
and uh, they handed me the ball, and I just I just ran. We had a stud running back at the time too, so we we had a um, uh, there was three running backs. Committee, uh, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they weren't expecting me to get the ball um, because the uh, his name was Kwame. Uh, I love how you got the name. Wait, but sorry, Bobby. How old are you, by the way? I'm 40. Fuck. Okay, I would have said turning like, 40 this year. No, I. I'm, I'm turning 41. I would have said, yeah, 38. Why would you throw a party last year, man? Yeah. What's going on? Uh, COVID. Yeah. Okay. Right? It was okay. good. Well, Sorry, I, was I keep go, interrupting like, your story. We canceled here too. Out, uh, I had Dominican booked for my 40th oh, and everything. Shit. We canceled it all. It was like a second yeah, or, or whatever way. Yeah, 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 true, true. Sorry, right. so yeah. it's you, Kwame. Yeah, so he, he Kwame and Kojo, they're, they're brothers. Uh, Kojo Adu played for the Hamilton Ticats. He okay. actually went to McMaster. He was a phenomenal football so player. So he was legit, legit. Legit, legit. Um, Kwame also went to McMaster. Uh, really, really good football player. But anyways, they were, they were the primary running backs. I was like the secondary. So nobody expected me to get the ball. <laughs> Uh, and they they called my number and I just I just ran I just I just ran as you just close your eyes close your eyes close your eyes and ran we're at the goal line like how far out were you it was probably 35 40 yard run oh Come shit on. Yeah. to win yeah. the championship to win the championship Fuck. that's pretty sick <laughs> did everyone like lift you up yeah, right yeah. so <laughs> was this for the was it Rop not Ropsa Offsa Ropsa no, no, this, no because this, Ropsa's region appeal like that that happens no this was just uh, I guess our league the within Halton Halton championship so it'd be. Ropsa, because there's there's the regions. Ropsa's Ontario's. We played in Ropsa region appeal. Like our baseball team went to the Ropsa, won the Ropsa finals a few years, yeah, a couple okay. times, and hockey too went to the finals. I think we were always Ropsa. We went to as well. We were always the Ropsa champs. So it was awesome. No big deal. Our baseball team won Ropsa two years in a row. I we think. lost. Or no, finals. we lost the finals once. Years before I played, obviously I wasn't on that team. <laughs> Um, but sorry, not about the same me. year Could we won the Halton uh, baseball championship. I was on that team as well. But you, you were a better baseball. Like baseball is your sport. Yeah, yeah. You what school did you play at? Uh, I went to Saracoso, uh in, in California, yeah, Ridgecrest, okay. California. How so was that? It was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was uh, honestly looking back on it now, it was too far for me to go to California. Uh, I'm a homebody, um, and being that far away from my family. <laughs> My first year, I was absolutely like I was terrible. My first year, um, like just eating out every day, drinking. Actually, I was in great shape. Okay. I was in it was fantastic so wait, why, shape. So why was it so bad? Um, I was homesick. Okay. I was homesick a lot of the time. Right, That's fair. just uh, never, never being away from you know my mom and dad. Yes, I get it. My mom and sorry, my mom never missed a baseball game that I was in. No way. Never until I went to university. That's wholesome. Yeah, and when I came home. Uh, for Thanksgiving the first uh, the first year, uh, you could see the effects on my mom. Like she just she looked like sick in a sense, right? Like she lost she her baby. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, it was it was a great experience uh, going to California, uh, playing baseball there. Um, I can't really remember too many stories. <laughs> Let, let's reel it back to this football yeah, story because right, that's right, where right, we started yeah, to build. Yeah, that's story. okay. So. Uh, we we go to the Bills game and I've never been and we tailgate right. What, oh, sorry, and when was this? Like, uh, it was in no like year wise or yeah year wise the like time of like, year and year. It was wise. in November. Yeah, it was 2018, snowing. 17. Yeah, I, I, okay. I couldn't recall. So let's say five years ago. No longer than that. Ten <laughs> Eight years, years ago. ago. Ten years ago. Ten, Ten years ago. Making up a date for yeah, a story yeah, he's not no. part of. I was like, what do you? I want to get this. I want to know roughly if bills are still good. If bills are shit. Nah, I'm trying to think shit. about it. You know. Uh, they were playing. Uh, uh, Brady was on the Patriots. Okay. 
Um, okay, so we're talking old 20, 2009, 2000, no, 1999 to 1819. Terrell Owens was on the okay. Bills. I believe was a big name for the Bills. Did he? No. Yeah, no, um, yeah, no I think he did. He for did. For a hot minute. For, for, for Danny. Terrell Owens. Owens. What year did he play the Bills? It was one year. Sorry. But Bobby, so there we go. Yeah, continue. continue so, give us. so we end up, uh, I, I was driving down and we ended up tailgating and having a blast and having a great time. And uh, I, I, I drank too much. But I had to <laughs> get our asses Bobby. home, right? 2009. 2009. 2009 yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Long time ago. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we, uh, uh, my buddy's like, oh, you're fine. You haven't had a, a drink in like three or four hours. You're, you're good, right? And I'm like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I still feel a little tipsy, right? Like, I don't know. And we got to cross the border. So we're driving out to the border. I'm scared as shit. And we get there, and all he says is like, "Hey, you know, were you at the Bills game? Because we're in Bill." And I was like, "Yeah, no problem." Face paint. Like, and he's like, uh, "I'm like, yeah, we were there." And he's like, "Okay, just go through." My buddy at the time goes, "Dude, I have to go to the bathroom so bad. Take the first exit." Well, the first exit after the border loops you back into the duty free zone, <laughs> which means you have to then cross the border to get back into the U.S. to go to back, back into, into Canada. Canada. So I'm like, I escaped, you know, this guy, like, how much have you had to drink? You know, you got by like that. Yeah. yeah. And I got to go through this again. <laughs> and uh, so I went through it again and I, I just went up to the, to the uh, border agent. No, I got a different. I said, listen, man, I just went through. He had to take a piss. I just did a loop. They already let me through. And he goes, okay, just go. And uh, I was like, oh, thank God. Got home. Okay. Did they, the Bills win that game? You remember? Uh, no, they lost. Okay, fuck. The same yeah. thing kind of happened to me. I, was t- I actually told Ricky and our buddy Dan, uh, Glenn when we were going down to the Titans-Bills game. My f- uh, <clears throat> One of the buildings that we clean oh, yeah. is uh, there's a, I don't want to say the, the customer, but there's a building right on the river basically on the Fort Erie side, on the Canada side. But you have to exit on, I think it's uh, either Queen Street or Central, one of those, but it's the road that runs on the river, the last road in Canada before you go over the border. But to get to it, it's basically where the bridge goes, and then you take you go the opposite way. But my GPS didn't show me in time, so I ended up going across the bridge. This is like my first week working at Impact. I was twenty one years old, so I didn't know I didn't know where the building was. I'm trying to figure it out. I start going across the bridge, and then I see the thing route me back, and I was like, "Oh sh- shit! I'm definitely not go- supposed to go this way. Like we don't clean in Buffalo." So I'm, I'm like, okay, I don't have my passport on me. I only have a driver's license. Do I get to the U.S. border or like, do I just pull a U-turn on the bridge? And I was like, that might look sketchy though, and I might get, a sh- I might get arrested for this. I didn't know, and I was kind of freaking out. Anyways, I pull the U. I get back to the guy to the, to the Canada side, and he's like, a passport. I said, I explained the story, and he goes, so wait, how did you get over? I'm like, I didn't go to Buffalo. I was like, I just turned the U on the bridge. He goes, you know, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, man. Like, please don't arrest me. Like, I'm just trying to get to my job. My dad's gonna fire me. <laughs> Said something for the eighth know. time. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. That would have been the. That wasn't the first. Would have been the first of many. That would have been the first of many. I was yeah. in. I was uh, in California yeah, when 9/11 happened. Oh shit! And uh, in Ridgecrest, there is a, a naval base, and it was locked down. Sirens going off. We saw Apache helicopters. Sorry, know, what helicopters? Apache. Uh, Apaches. There's, I don't know, big ass helicopters. Big ass, yeah, okay. yeah, cool. Taking people over. Or Apaches uh, are the fighter helicopters. Like, the ones uh, that just I think, uh, like I, I couldn't okay. name the fighter jet, but fighter jets like screaming by. Uh, I <clears throat> flew home for Thanksgiving. Um, I guess that would have been in October, right? Right after, yeah. Right after. 
Like a month after. Literally. We had to walk like three blocks to get into LAX. They had to completely shut oh, down with our yeah. suitcase. They had the army there with their like machine guns. Like it was insane. I feel like that's one of the last like big moments of like everybody in the world remembers where they were. Maybe not the world, but like North America. I feel like everyone remembers exactly I'd say wh- everyone in the world. Probably remembers exactly where you were when that moment happened. Like I remember Grade four, again, same thing. Yeah. Elementary school recess yeah. for me. Really? They yeah. wheeled a TV into like the auditorium, yeah. I think, something like that. Or I don't even know if we saw it. Or they sent us home. I, rem- I remember it grade it, four, I think. Yeah. It happened. We were on recess. I think it was like this, the <laughs> last recess of the day. And then all, no classes resumed. All the teachers were in one room like watching us. Like how the hell do we tell like children like the magnitude of this? Yeah. So we all like half the school went into the gym. We had it. And then like a bunch of other classrooms got together. And I remember like my mom came to pick us up. Like we used to take the bus home. My mom came to get us. Like we all went home and we all sat in front of the TV. My dad came home early from work. We sat in front of the TV for like eight hours just watching this. Like, holy yeah, fuck. My parents couldn't get a hold of us. Yeah. It's uh, in California. We we had a number of trucks downtown Toronto. My parents' business had a number of trucks downtown Toronto in, in the buildings. Uh, they were basically locked down, got out of the building. All trucks came home. Like, nobody oh, knew what was going on, right? It's like, terrifying. Well, you don't it know was, if it's only like an isolated incident. Yeah. yeah. Multiple well, because they were supposed to be the Pentagon <laughs> and um, there was another another building. Was supposed Pentagon, to get Chicago. There was a few, I think. There was a few. My mom was on a flight heading to Chicago. And they randomly, well, just like grounded, grounded in Denver. Well, it's not random. She like. Was, like, no, no. But like they don't know when they're But they grounded there. all flights that day. They grounded all flights. She was on a flight. And they literally like, she ends up Isn't in Denver. The, she gets off the flight. They're like, what's happening? Yeah. Well, she walks off like the plane. Everything. just packed. That's, that's like, a story, just, right? Isn't the story the, that come from away that plays about that? Or is that something different? When they get uh, locked, they have to come from away. I think is a play that where they everyone fly like a bunch of planes landed in Newfoundland or Halifax or something. Yeah. Newfoundland. I know if you watch, and they were all locked in there. Or was that a storm? Yeah, no, no, September 11th. September 11th. Yeah, a bunch of planes come over the Atlantic in Newfoundland that hadn't landed yet. Yeah. Were forced to ground at in Newfoundland. Yeah, yeah, and they're all locked in the airport for like I think three days, four days. Not locked in, but like they're just, they had to stay there. They yeah. couldn't do anything. If you see the flight, uh, the flight path for <laughs> all the planes in the world from that day, it's just. Well, I gotta check I that. Know. I haven't seen so, it. Is it all directions so you see away all, from the U.S.? So you see it's all like re- all the red lines, yeah. right? And then you just see them like one by one. It's just turn do, 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 not even turn back. It's just what, the closest destination. They just go down. Oh wow! So, so I think it's within, <laughs> within a three-hour span. All planes were fully grounded. Wow! I have. Um, I also did not expect to talk about nine eleven today. Yeah, wild. Really random mm-hmm. story. I feel like a lot of people have something similar where they're someone was on a plane they know or whatever. I. Well, I, got a cool I have a family, I want to say distant cousin, but family friend that worked um, as a commodities trader and uh, their office, I'm not going to say who it is, but their office was on, I believe, the 90th floor in one of the towers. And uh, they called in sick that day. They called in sick, I think, or because they were taking their niece or, ne- or something to like, I don't know, I want to say yeah. somewhere. So they called in sick or were going late to work. I don't remember, but she, like, they explained the story and uh, yeah, would have been in that, in that tower, which is pretty crazy. So uh, one of our, our our service manager um, called me up yesterday late in the afternoon, and he calls and he says, "Hey, my my buddy, my best friend of forty years, I just found out he passed away. He got into a car accident last Sunday, and uh, he was in an Uber. And uh, so basically, what happened was there was this guy. He was drunk. Cops were pursuing him. He was flying." And uh, he, I guess, ran the intersection and hit this Uber. 
So two guys uh, in the backseat passed away. The driver's in critical condition, and guess what? The guy running away is just fine, walks away from it. That's terrible. You know, but to your point, you know, if he would have left, you know, his Uber, if the Uber was five minutes late, if something would have happened throughout the day, like the ripple effect. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it's that's, just life is precious. That's weird. Right? I actually like, thought about that today. I, I it like so random. I went to what is it? I was going to see a, a customer of ours, and I went in the building. I didn't know what floor they were on, and I called uh, my office and and uh, our director and and two of our directors were in the same room. And I said, you know, what floor they're on, and one said seven, one said eight. I was like, well, which one is it? They're like, oh, I, I'm like, who's more sure? They're like, I don't, we don't know. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I got to guess here. Who do I trust? Like, who of these two people do I trust their opinion more? So I picked one of them. Sure enough, it was the, was the wrong coin. Sure enough, it was the wrong floor. But I thought about it. I was like, whatever button I hit now ultimately changed, like, I, I think changes the course of my day, like, yep. based on where I go. So I actually was thinking about that today. And I was like, what happens if I hit the other button? How would my, like, did I avoid something? Did I. Well, do you guys yeah, and you'll never know. Which is the, yeah. Anyways, two things. Uh, do you guys remember the movie The Butterfly Effect with Ashton Kutcher? I know. I don't don't remember what it like. Oh, uh, great! I, movie. I know the premise yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, great, great movie. It's like yeah, how one small, like minor, like uh, event can change your entire life, right? So it goes. It's a really cool movie. You guys should watch it. I've um, seen it. Oh, you have? I just don't. Oh, I've seen it a long time. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Then. Isn't that like Butterfly uh, Effect? It's about the, butterfly flaps its wings <clears> in Toronto. Or Black Swan has something, or is it Black Swan? No, that Bla- movie, Black Swan. Black Swan know. is a book. No, the, well, no, the butterfly ballet effect was one, a book where too. if she would have like, I don't know, if she would have, uh, if she didn't leave her keys uh, at the what, house, you, uh, she wouldn't have got hit by the uh, the car. Is it Black Swan? Is it? Yeah, the one with Natalie Portman. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's about. And that's how like she was, was the main about. dancer, yeah, and that's how Natalie Portman got the main role because the main dancer broke her leg. That's also because... the movie, The Adjustment Bureau. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen The Adjustment Bureau yeah. where they like they, they like their life is predetermined, and if someone does this, it does this. Like you like. Yeah. But yeah, the butterfly effect they say is like if a butterfly flaps its wings here, in theory, that has an effect all across the world. Like everything is yeah. connected. Um, random th- thought on the World Trade Center too. The guy I worked with when I interned at um, a sports marketing agency called SDI. Uh, the, the CFO at that company was the last man to walk out of the trade center before it fell down. That's crazy. He wrote a book on it and like his watch is like still at the memorial or something. That is crazy. Something, I was just trying to Google it. I can't remember his name, but I remember hearing that. I was like, fuck, do I ask him about it? Like, am I allowed to? Is that kosher? Like he wrote a book, so obviously you can talk about it, but... I think I think that if you wrote I mean, a book, he, wrote a book, I he think, wants I to talk. Probably that's what I mean. It's like yeah, do I talk to him, but I'm the fucking good. intern. Like, do I? What do I do? Like, huh. I never did. But you gotta ask. Um, um, let's should we transition over to coffee now? Because I do want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was telling this right before we started the the little hole on the back of the coffee bags. Yeah, is that like? Do people know that? Is that a standard thing? Like, do did you girls know that? I I don't think so, I knew it before. I knew like the meeting. So on all coffee. Not all. Is it all? No, Ma- no. Majority? Well, it depends. Whole bean, right? <clears throat> right? Whole bean or any type of coffee, to be quite honest with you. It all depends on, on the packager at the end of the day, right? So they have so this little... So it's a one-way valve, right? Why don't you tell them? Actually, well, you're the coffee expert well, here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so most of the packaging, they, they have the one-way valve on it because after you roast and, and package coffee, it still emits gases. So if there is not a one-way valve on, on the bag, the bag will just... Expand, 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 and then and eventually pop. Yeah. So, but is it also so you can smell it? 
Well, you, oh, you can't smell you it, but the purpose is to release it. gas. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was to smell it. Yeah, you can't. That's what Dimitri yeah. told us. Well, it it has a dual function. You know how you know how some, things that you do have unintended consequences. Yeah. That's an unintended consequence. Well, so, yeah. not a consequence, but an unintended result. Benefit, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And then the other the other coffee uh, random fact I had was the um, when you add a when you're smelling cologne or perfume, in between them you're supposed to smell the little know, jar of coffee, coffee beads, beads yeah. because it neutralizes your your, your smell? senses yeah, yeah it's yeah. like uh if you're doing taste testing with coffee too right you want to uh cleanse your palate yeah right? what do you cleanse your palate when you're doing taste testing with coffee uh, generally um water water because if you're at a if you're at a, a good facility you have like a spittoon beside you a what sorry a spittoon, a spittoon. You know, it's the same as you drink wine you know if you're wine. a Somali, you drink wine you spit it out yeah that, yeah yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah gotcha okay so you're not drinking cups and cups and being wired and you're also like clearing your mouth out and what's that? Other, what's that other thing called? Uh, the I don't know, cleanses your palate. It's it's like um, um, I don't like know, a food, like a, food. a mousse bouche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like a fancy restaurant to give yeah. you a mousse bouche. I think that's what it is. is it? A mousse bouche where they give you like something oh, you can You're asking the Ricky. Yeah, Ricky does. What, yeah. 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 The only reason I know it is I, I remember always seeing it on the menu. And I'm like, what does this mean? And I think that's what it is. But go ahead. I go. It's. It's on I was going to kind of explain like okay, how we kind of came together. Okay, so no. That. So before that, then, oh. where is your favorite coffee from in the world? Like, uh, the, where is the bean from? Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Both of you. It's, it's where coffee originated. Like but I just doesn't necessarily mean it's the best. Well, you're right, but I, I I do find that Ethiopian coffee. I mean, <laughs> different regions produce different qualities of coffee depending on their climate, right? <clears throat> so if, for example, you could love Colombian coffee, but if they have a drought or if the conditions aren't ideal... Oh, I never even thought about the that. The coffee's yeah, going to be... season, it can change. Right. Wait, is, is co- are coffee beans a year-round thing? Well, from like... Like, are they growing? Well, yeah, they're growing, but they're only picked when they're ready to be picked. It's like but, the same but, as wine. Uh, right? like, can you pick all year round or no? No, when they're when they when they ripen. Well, I, I'm not entirely sure on when when the process of the the picking is is actually takes place, but I'm sure that they've planted different trees and they have different harvests, uh, and it's it's probably lined up so that you know every month they have a different crop yeah, within yeah. their farm. Okay, that's so ready you to could harvest. you could yeah you could. Dan, if you look that up because like I would like that could I don't know what's actually true. Can you look up how co- when coffee is har- coffee beans are harvested? Because like most like most commodities like corn is the fall like things are seasonal right so I would venture tangerines are winter I feel like October to December there you go it's like wine wine is harvested in September October yeah but time of September actually in what part of the world however in countries such as Colombia there's a secondary crop which usually occurs between April to June that that's their they have two crops in Colombia interesting well because isn't there like I know some European countries probably produce. It's relative to the season. Yeah, relative to the season. So technically, you could get it all year round, just depending on Actually, where you're getting it from. Hold well, on, I don't know if that's true because I think wine is the harvest for like wine grapes is always well, September. No, it's part of the it's world. dependent on the country. I can tell yeah. you all the countries now. What countries do you want to know? Uh, give us Brazil. Brazil, May to September. Okay. May to Col- September is Columbia? the main crop. So Colombia has two crops: September to January, and then March to June. Okay, what about Ethiopia? Still Southern Hemisphere. November to February. So it's Ooh. a longer period, but 
it's just but that's one all crop. because it those are like both they got full year yeah coverage. but those are both uh, southern hemisphere countries no Ethiopia is right at the hemisphere is it southern uh, South South Colum- Colum- actually uh, probably South, even with South Colombia South Africa no South Africa's down here Col- Ethiopia's in sorry the Africa though it's the continent in Africa yeah but it's the top of Africa oh, okay so yeah you're right it's the same as it's probably anyways the only two countries that have two crops. Okay, are Kenya and Colombia. Kenya's actually pretty popular for coffee. It is. Yeah. But what they do is like most of the coffee out there is all blended, right? Yeah. So you're going to take some Colombia, you're going to mix it with, you know, some Costa Rican or some Mexican. Obviously, you know, like, no, I actually don't know so. anything about coffee. <laughs> <laughs> my, my coffee knowledge is extended through you guys and Dimitri. And that's yeah. literally it. Because it, it's, it's, um, it's determined on the, the type of weather and the environments and stuff. Like you're never going to get the same so it is very similar to wine, then. Yeah, it's probably similar to a lot, like a lot of crop. Like I would, that's what very I would guess. A lot wine. of crops, right? Like if you're growing, again, this is a this is a guess, but like corn, like I guess harvest in the fall, but fall in Australia is different than fall in here, right? So I would I would think it's predicated by that, but I didn't know that yeah, Colombia. But, too- but I feel like um, corn is very different because corn you just literally pluck and it's ready to go. Coffee. But it, but- the coffee bean, you have well, to the, harvest it and shit. There's not different harvest. type of corn well, that the they bean grow. Is, oh, yeah, corn strange, to eat yeah. and then corn for food. Well, the corn coffee for, bean, though, comes out as a green. Animals? It's green, right? Coffee beans food? are green when they come out. Yeah, yeah. They're green yeah, and then you have to roast them. Wait, yeah. sorry, they're green? Green beans? Yeah. yeah. Danny, pull yeah. up a picture of the coffee, uh, coffee bean. It's green. It's when pulled it's from green. a cherry. You take it out of a cherry, yeah. right? You next, I'll Are you saying right to me? <laughs> right? I, I don't fucking I will give you, I'll give you Brazilian, Brazilian's marketing. Like Shut up! Yeah. That's what coffee looks like. Coffee yeah, yeah. beans look like. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like little like you know those like little cranberry looking uh, in random bushes in the forest. You see, kind of like that. So I'll, sh- I'll give That's you. Crazy. I'll give you a copy of Brazilians um like their their brand book and it sh- it shows their story and it's very cool. They did a good job. This is years ago. They haven't updated it, but it's like it shows kind of the process and it shows the, going from that to like in their warehouse of like going to the sacks and like. Yeah. I always thought it looked like. To be honest, I think I thought coffee beans just came off a fucking leaf, like you know those little like um, you know, like blackberries almost how they grow off those like little kind of stubby looking trees. That's bushes, how I always like bushes. Yeah, that's how I always. Or no, pictured stubby coffee. tree. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I always pictured coffee beans growing. Like literally, just a little bean hanging off a tree. You smack the branch, and they all fall down into a barrel. Well, this is a good, like actually like kind of a good segue. Like I knew the same. I knew the same as what you know about coffee before I got into coffee. And one of the reasons that I just like we decided to get into coffee, <clears throat> I mean, well, there's a, a like a, there's many reasons, but one of them was I just became so fascinated by it. Like when, you're also before, a big coffee guy. Yes, but I, like I wouldn't say I'm like super. Uh, I mean, more so now through working closely with Bobby, like I'm, you know, I'm, I understand more about it. But when I first got into it, like I didn't, you know, Bobby made a point about blended coffees, and I said, you know, I like Ethiopian, and one of our one of our customers, if you don't know if you remember this. They they wanted really good coffee. And I was like, why don't we get them Ethiopian? And you told me, well, if they just get straight Ethiopian, they're gonna pay like yeah. quadruple the price. And I was like, okay, I didn't know that. So like, I've I've learned a lot more about the the business side, the like the production side, and I still don't even know one twentieth, I guess, more than what you know because well, it's been twenty years. Exactly. I was just yeah. gonna say, so you got it because your family business was in coffee, right? Yeah. So my dad actually started uh, a coffee company called Coffee Express back in the day. And um, <clears throat> Coffee Express it sounds like one of those companies. I was like, you see it on the side of the it's cup, a cool name, and actually. you get it at the fucking the gas station. A quick little yeah, pour. Yeah, yeah, that's actually. A, do you still have? I feel like they had it at like you know they no, they arcade. No, in, that's um, a cool name, Coffee I got, Express. I could probably pull out some of the old like material that they have. It's like a train. Uh, I picture that like, at, you know the arcade and it? Toy Story. 
Danny. I feel like they sell Coffee Express at the yeah. at the at the arcade in Toy Story. Duff Brothers, Duff Bros Coffee. Have you heard of this company? No, I haven't. I'm gonna show you what I picture with Coffee Express. There's a company, not to hijack your story here, Dutch Bros. Um, there's a coffee company I think that started in like Boston or somewhere in the East Coast, and they're like trying to compete with like more the. Uh, but show, yeah, put, click a coffee cup. One of their like one of their cold coffee cups there. Their branding's really cool, yeah. and they're like really small niche boutique, but they're expanding everywhere. When we were just in Napa, we saw somebody with a cup there, like that, that way in the West Coast. It's a very cool brand. That's kind of what, it, yeah, like that's kind of what I get picture. Daniel coffee Lazy Express. Susan. It was it's kind of fun. Like nineteen nineteen seventies. Yeah. So uh, like my my dad used to you know fill up his Honda Civic, and my mom. That's uh, they met there at work and they got married. But um, they used to fill a up workplace work. romance. Yeah, eh? yeah, and that's where I met my wife. Really? Yeah. So it's very it's very eerie how similar my life is to my dad's. Like eerie. Okay, we'll, we'll get on that. Yeah, let's let's take on the coffee first, and we'll get to that because I'm so, actually curious about that as well. Um, we uh, they could they started Coffee Express and they would like literally pack up the Honda Civic with coffee machines and go door to door and say, hey, listen, can I throw a coffee machine in your office? And all you got to commit to is a box of coffee a week from me. And, um, it, and that was it, the business model. That right? was, well, yeah. I mean, back in the day, there, that were these, was, I'm guessing, uh, drip, like drip coffee yeah, machines, like, like little very buns. old, you know, the old kind of, uh, well, the Tim Hortons machines, like they stopped using them actually. Maybe some locations still have them, but it, glass bowl decanters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Like you would Just see them portal. at Baker's Dozen back in yeah. the day. Like, yeah. 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 yeah you know, the old diners in the movie? Yeah, the, yeah. You know, the, the thick waitress grabs one, the grumpy looking lady? Yeah. Well, Brazil, if you still go to a lot of, like, let's say, diners in, at least in Etobicoke area, even at the time, you'll see like they have those, and you'll see Brazilians logo on it. Yeah, 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 yeah you still see them. a lot of them. Yeah, yeah it's very lot. cool when you see it. And you know, they would had at that time, like they would have to write up like a packing slip, right? And then they would just have to automatically go back once or, or twice a month with with the driver would go back with with coffee and write up a packing slip, <laughs> and then he is brought back to the office, and the invoice is typed up on a typewriter, and then it's yeah. mailed to them, and then. Or it's they pick up cash at, uh, from the office back in the day. It's actually uh, crazy when you think about how people did, like how people ran businesses back in the day without the technology that we have today. Yeah. You know I mean, like just emailing someone, hey, yeah, can I get another three three boxes of coffee? Yeah. Like, even like my dad, I think about construction. Like how did my dad organize <laughs> crews before cell phones? Well, you got to think yeah. about it too. Like if you were at the office, so like <clears throat> your dad's at the office fulfilling orders, as soon as he's on the road, a customer could have an emergency. They're not going to get a hold of him until he's back in the office and picks up that message. So back in the day, it used to be at like the mercy of an answering machine or, or a not receptionist. Not even answer the receptionist I was taking Piece messages. Paper. And now, you, hands a, a, you your a notes, customer your calls you and you don't get back to them in like an hour. Minutes, yeah. Don't forget about it. Contract's canceled. Not yeah. even, not even, not even emergency. call you. They text you Yeah. nowadays. Like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I'm getting so many texts from my clients uh, today and it's, uh, you know, they want, an instant response and I get it I understand it but like I could be in a meeting yeah I could be fixing a coffee machine I, before I, you used I to could, have it you could have an excuse before and say oh I was on the road all day or if you knew <laughs> it was like you know if you knew you had to, like, I had to avoid that conversation you put it off say, oh, I was on the road all day mm. now there's literally no excuse because every single like they all know I mean if you're running the business or you're someone you know dealing with the customer side there's no way you don't have number one a smartphone number two an email number three some way of getting them getting a hold of you and like you I was on the road is not an excuse anymore. Yeah. 
even driving, like, and, and if you're like, you pull over to respond, answer my call. Like, yeah. well, you had your do, uh, do not disturb on for a while. I still have it. Do you? Becca's not uh, not fond of me, my phone uh, going off when I'm driving. Yeah, because I remember you'd have it in the the automated reply. Comes oh, see, back. I do have it on. I'm driving. I'll get back to you later. Whatever it is. Yeah. Can I call yeah. you later? Can I call yeah. you later? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so go back to tell us. So your dad at Coffee Express. Yeah. So and they, then how long did he run that for? Uh, for your parents, I guess. Yeah, uh, probably. <laughs> I I was I was three years old. So um, my man's just in the back blending those beans, eh? There's pictures of me on top <laughs> of like these uh, of coffee boxes um, uh, in the warehouse back in the day, and it was it was family run. My uncle worked there. A couple of my uncles worked there, and. Uh, they got these really like all these really cool pictures of like you know the old school picture and how they look um, and they're all drinking beer out in the back and they're wearing these vintage shirts and my dad has these like massive sideburns yeah and big uh, aviator glasses big aviator probably glasses. top gun just came out the ashtrays filled with <laughs> cigarettes on the desk you know like they just I feel like if you don't blast. have a picture like in your if you if you have a family business if you don't have a picture with like you know the the toy vacuum or like me inside of one of these big machines when I take up like a third of a seat yeah. you with the car I feel like it's just you yeah. didn't your, your parents Actually, didn't have that's a business that's interesting yeah. yeah yeah every every friend who's like family owns this business like I've seen pictures of them with their family like just there yeah well that's what's interesting I mean the three of us have that in common we were born when we were born our parents ran the, well, ran their yeah, own business, business right yeah. yeah yeah so like we've never known I mean I you know yeah like I've never known my dad, like, because he started as a salesman before he owned the business. I never knew that side of his like life when he was like was working his way to try and become part of you know as try to become an owner. That's interesting to think about. Like, thirty something years. Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I have pictures of like me and my dad's lap as he's like operating equipment. Yeah, that's like, so cool. Today, right? today, boom, fucking, you're getting you're getting fined, fined, right? sued, yeah. Yeah. something. Like, yeah. you can't have a kid in a machine on your lap, no seatbelt. Yeah, my son keeps on begging me to come in. Uh, take me in for a day. Take me in. How's your kid? Day. He's eight. Well, Jacob? I have three. So three. I, have, uh, I have an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and a two-year-old. Okay. Well, the so, eight-year-old, I feel like, could probably come in and do something. Uh, no, actually, no. Take that back. When is take take your kid to work days grade like like grade ten? Yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah, oh, that's cool. How do you yeah. even know that? Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I still want him to to be in in school. He's not he's not ready yet, no. to be quite. You're taking me. But the cool thing is. When we just moved into, we moved out of the impact offices because we grew out of that fairly quickly and we moved into the facility in Burlington. I have pictures of all my kids on the ladders helping set up that facility. Oh, that's cool. good. Then. You so, got it like framed and stuff. In, yeah, putting it in uh, the office. You know, 32 years from now when he's 40 and he's looking back at these pictures. And he's on a podcast has- with some yeah. bums just yeah. like yeah. us. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I remember my dad. That's I got cool a picture. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I agree. So, so uh, wait, you guys aren't out of impact office anymore? No. Um, mm-hmm. should we, okay, so you want to? Exp- I don't want to jump too far because like, you, yeah. you went from uh, coffee. Like, let's finish so, that story. So from coffee dad, Express, yeah, to, and he and he sold that to uh, Van Hoot Coffee Service. Oh wow, uh, Van Hoot was was just a coffee service back in the day. They're very big in in Quebec. Uh, they are a lot bigger today than they were, you know, in the seventies. And my dad was was basically with Vanute for six months before he said, "You know what? It's not for me. I don't." After he after they acquired after they acquired, not for me. Sounds familiar. (laughs) Not for me. Um, 
I'm going to go out and start my, my own coffee business. So that's when, uh, actually he stayed on board while my mom went to go start personal service coffee. Uh, Vanute didn't like that. Uh, there was some litigation involved. Um, and at the end of the day, they just ended up like after three years of litigation, they just ended up like dropping it, settling it like it was done. And they started chugging away at, at personal uh, service coffee. But to get personal service coffee going, I remember so back, like I, I think in the uh, mid-70s, <clears throat> my dad would have walked away as a 30-year-old after selling that company. I think the amount was about $400,000. Back in the day, that's a lot. Yeah, if you equate that today, because I was doing this with some baseball salaries, to be quite honest with you, <laughs> uh, because I, I watched the... Uh, We'll yeah, go, go, we'll no, go. tell it, tell it. This is the best part about this podcast. We you can do whatever the fuck right, Yeah. So I was watching the Nolan Ryan documentary on Netflix. Is it, is it good? It's good. Okay. It's good. And uh, Nolan Ryan, um, <coughs> so his third year with the Anaheim Angels, right? I think he was like 21 years older, 22, maybe a little older. I don't remember. But I do remember this. Uh he had two no-hitters that year, 21 wins, and 383 strikeouts, which is the most strikeouts ever in a single season by a pitcher. Still. Still. He did not win the Cy Young. Like, can you, how many Cy Young awards do you think Nolan Ryan has? If two? you're asking two? me, it's probably low. Two? I'd probably say like two or th- maybe one. Zero. What? Zero. He's got the most strikeouts ever. At okay, like don't give it away. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch yeah. it. It's How crazy. much? What did he make in? What, what was he making in salary? Do you know? Uh, I think that year he made twenty seven thousand dollars. That is, uh, like, that is insane. The most money he ever made even was it, when even, he was forty six. His contract was four point three million dollars at forty six. How old was he? What year was it? At twenty two or whatever you said. Uh, nineteen seventy. Danny, can you do uh, can you do twenty two thousand dollars adjusted for inflation nineteen seventy six? It's probably still not a lot. It's probably a, a no. I, I think grand. that one. No, it's more than well, that. A can of Coke like, cost five cents in the seventies. Huh? So nineteen seventy six. No, in the seventies it was twenty five cents for a can of I think Coke. It's like eight hundred grand or something like that. I can't. So I was do like, that. imagine having a pitcher on your team. No, it's too much. I think for uh, one hundred fourteen thousand. See, I said one hundred twenty thousand. I was off by six thousand. Wow. I should be an accountant. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go off. Excuse me. No. I, yeah. yeah so, anyways, lot. he was. He, they sold for about four hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Right? So My plug parents. that one in. That's that's one. Four hundred grand in nineteen seventy-five. That's probably a million something. Time by seven, eight, two point five. We're looking up. Oh. Four. <laughs> I love how Danny's like looking at the computer, confused. Like you have Google in front of you. Two million. Two okay. million. Two good. million bucks. At, at 30 something years old? At 30 that's years pretty old. Pretty good. Right? And he dumped all of it into personal uh, into personal service coffee. Wow. Okay. So, sorry, before personal service coffee was different than express coffee. Yeah, coffee well, he express. sold coffee Why? express. But he, was it, were they different or was it the same business model, no, same kind of shit? Same shit. Basically okay. identical. Office yeah. coffee services. Office coffee yeah. services, yeah. So they, they ended up dumping it into, into uh, personal service coffee, the 400 grand. They brought employees on right away, um, and uh, I believe the there was a recession in the early 1980s. Yeah, and it just kicked their ass. 
kicked their ass as a startup. They had to sell. We had to sell the house. We had to, you know, sell most of our most of the possessions that we we had at that point, uh, just to keep the business afloat. And uh, we actually feel that that was probably best for myself and my brother because we, uh, not that I remember much of it, but we had a very nice lifestyle. We had nannies. Um, my mom and dad were at work, uh, all the, all the time, but we, we had people, you know, we had nannies taking care of us and then we went to not having that stuff and, um, which I think was the best thing for us. We were very, very well grounded. Right. Yeah. Um, and they just kept on plugging away at personal service coffee, just kept never giving up on it, never giving up on it, like trying to, trying to do whatever they could to keep it going and making sure that me and my brother also like had everything, you know, we needed, uh, at the time. And, uh, you know, basically 37, 38 years later, we eventually sold the business in 2019, right before the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> kind of perfect timing. Yeah. <clears throat> That's crazy. Yeah. That's a long time going at it. It's, it's, a, a there's just some similarities, obviously, like with like uh, with my family did as well, and mo- like in that same vein of like kind of going all into it and almost losing everything. I think it happened to my my dad later because he in the eighties he didn't own. I think he owned part of uh, what was then a gr- like uh, ABM, the company we had a smaller company. But then in the nineties when he started to try and take the other partners out and take over the company for himself, I I don't remember how old that was and I don't remember it well, but similar thing like you know we were. He did did well. Like he support us. I mean, three kids. We were young, so not not. I don't think you know crazy expenditures and all that stuff. But I still remember. I feel like it's more expensive when you're young. Is it? Oh, you're I not paying for school and clothes and whatever. Hand me down to my brother. Like we were. Uh, yeah, but sports no, extracurricular. No, no, I'm saying when we were babies, Rick. I'm saying we were babies, oh. like one one to four. No extra. I feel like it's even worse too, though, because you need someone watching you twenty five seven. My mom was home with us. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. 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 So what I'm saying is still a person. Yeah, yeah, but she's on mat leave. Oh, yeah, so what I'm saying sense. is I was probably too young, but it was around that time that I remember, I think I think we had like an Audi and a Jeep, let's say, uh, like an Audi S, uh, sedan. And then one day, I just remember coming home, my mom, uh, I would have been really young, maybe, yeah, early grades. And I remember my mom picking up from school and then she had a different car. And I was like, what, like, and I was like, what kind of car is this? When did you get this? She goes, oh, it's, it's a Jetta. We got a Volkswagen. I don't know what the hell a Volkswagen was at the time, but I get in. Kind of looked at you. I'm like, I'm like, why is it kind of what? This is not. Mm. It's a different car. Like it's kind of like worse. But I didn't realize what it was, you yeah. know. And then as I got older, and my, you know, my parents are telling me, well, we went through like the harder times. Yeah, you yeah. know, we almost lost the business. I was like, oh, okay. Still didn't really grasp it then. But as I kept getting older, I was like, holy shit! Like this, like, my dad. When I heard the story of everything that happened, it could comprehend it. Like this guy, not only like almost lost it all, had the yeah. conviction to just piled more in and believe in it. Yeah, and, yeah that's crazy. Which is like. Shit, we went. We daunting, went from having man. like uh, like we knew times were good when we did the we had the Cadillac Deville going on, and times were bad when we were rolling in the GMC Astro van. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we had we had a, we had a min- one at one point. I remember we had a minivan. So this is when we got the Jetta first. Then we got rid of the other Jeep and we had a white like maybe like Pontiac or like a Pontiac Mercury. I don't know if that's a yeah. car, but it was yeah, a white was. van. Oh, it's terrible. We loved it because of the back. We'd fold the seats down, all party yeah. back there. You'd, like drive down to Florida, you'd put the mattress in the back seat. We'd, yeah, my mom would pick us up. We'd go to like run errands, go to soccer as we got older, and we'd all hang on the back. She'd give us like McDonald's, like don't tell your dad. It was cool. Yeah. But then this car was so junk. Like uh, one day we're driving like out of, out of the drive-through, 
And like the side door like flies open. And we're like, what the hell is happening? As a kid, you think it's like funny and cool. Looking back, it's like, wow, we had some like, you know, the thing some, is, is some that, risky that, ass That's what makes like, especially like next generation. I think that's what is so important because if we grew up not knowing the hard times our parents faced or not knowing like the struggles or not watching them grow up in or not watching them go through tough times, it would be different. Like even in my job now, so I've, I basically everything I know in my job, I learned from two people, my dad and my uncle. Like we still fight over bills. Like this bill is going to break our company if we don't, if we pay this in full, you know, like you did us a job, you didn't do it the way you were going to do it. I'm not paying this fully. I'm going to give you half of it or whatever. Like I w sometimes I'm fighting over bills on my phone bill, a hundred bucks mm -hmm. just because I'm like, that's what, when I started here, that's what we did. My dad and mom goes, like, yeah, it's a hundred bucks. Would you give it away? I was like, no. I was like, so why? You didn't get that service. You should fight that. Yeah, we had my mom. And my bill, I was like, that. my I get my Rogers bill sometimes. When I was a kid, I'd be like, okay, why wouldn't I pay it? You know, it's a bill. I got to pay my bills. That's what, that's what you're taught in the world. Okay, you got a bill, you pay it, pay it on time. Well, it's like, that's not reality sometimes. Like, if you, <laughs> you, if you pay for something, you should be getting exactly what was you were provided. So, like, these guys know too. Like, I'll take shit back all the time. If I buy a t shirt and it's fucking ripped or something, I'm like, yo, I want a discount. I'm like a coupon king. Yeah, it's I embarrassing, but like, I fucking love it because well, at the end of the day, like it's we all work for our money. Like it's one day it might not be there, right? Like you got to make sure that you're. Oh, mind you, I say be responsible. Mine, I'm a little different. Irresponsible. Yeah, I'm, a, little, I'm a bit different. I'm, I believe uh, I also time is money. You know? Yeah, see, yeah. I'm I'm like, a, I'm like a mix. Yeah. Like for me, I, like this is kind of uh, so I, I learned. I ought to be honest. I got to give Ricky credit. I learned that from him. Like Ricky is very. Like, I, frugal and cheap are not the right words. Like, he's just very, like, he's, he's, he's not stupid with his money. Actually, sorry, he's very smart with his money. I, I can be very, sorry. I'm like, I'm, I'm on the opposite end. So, like, yeah, in some cases, I'm totally stupid with my money. Let me rephrase that, because, yeah, you're very illogical with it. Yeah. But you also don't, like, you know um, where you can find efficiencies is probably the best yeah. way to put it. Yeah, that is a very good way to put um, it. I'm in between for for two reasons. Number one is I, I also believe like if I have, if I bought a shirt on Amazon that's ripped, am I going to take the time? Like if I've got to print this thing off for a $6, I've bought like $6 t-shirts that yeah, I like, yeah. but I'm like, okay, I got to print it, staple it, send it back. My gas to get to the return is going to probably cost me, let's say three, four bucks, but my time leaving the office to go run that errand might cost me another few dollars. Like in actuality, am I worth it? Or can I go drop it off at a, at a like the uh, goodwill on the way to my work? You know, like I'm going in. So I'll, I, I kind of see both, but to jump back to the I sorry, um, I was go gonna jump in there and say like I think it depends on the scale. Yeah, like if we're talking, you know, a fifty thousand dollar bill or a hundred thousand bill when it comes to business and something like that, and if the job's not done properly or if yeah, it's not yeah. done up to your expectations, great. If we're talking for me, if we're talking five six bucks. 10 bucks I'm just like yeah you know you're what? you're in the Tim Hortons line they screw up your bagel you're not going back in line to get right. another one you're right. like fuck it's a, yeah. I might you might not. Nah, if it's food I, George's, I, George's I, rationale goes out the window for food I, I will because I know if they messed up what I ordered I won't want to eat it so I'm like I'm hungry hey, it might be a good thing my man yeah. <laughs> to this day I, me and my sister were going to work and we were working at the same place at this time and she's like hey can, we, can you get me a bagel whatever we were getting the same bagel two I go inside the Tim Hortons I order two bagels I walk out with one. I said, they forgot your bagel. We can split it. She lost her mind. I was so scared to say anything. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. We can just share. I paid for two, but I got one. You were scared to say something to the people there? Yeah. Oh. Oh. 
Uh, you want to you want to hear a story? And I didn't mean to do this. I didn't mean to like do this, but it, it's also I didn't mean bad. to berate the woman at the front <laughs> no, desk. No, 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 no. I will never, I'll never rip on a customer service person. Yeah, ever. That's you the know worst. they're just doing their job. So Becca and I went to the drive-through at Starbucks like a week or something ago, and um, George is not allowed back there. No, no, kind of like the drink that I got here. This pumpkin spice cold brew. Now has the foam on top. So I ordered a different cold brew, like a sweet cream cold brew or something, which I don't normally get. I get black coffee, black Americano, iced Americano. Anyways, I ordered the sweet cream one, and then they give it to me, but it doesn't have the foam on top. It's like poured, like mixed with milk and stuff, and I don't like that. And I looked at it, I was like, I was like, oh, I thought this had the foam on it. She's like, no, that's the other one. I was like, well, all the ones in that section have foam. Like, I'm confused. She's like, well, no, that's, that's how they're so. I'm like, okay, you know what? It's okay. It's fine. But then, like, no, we'll make you a new one. I was like, are you sure? Like, I can give you this one back. Like, no, it's gonna keep. We'll make another one. We'll make another one. And Becca was like, oh, I, like, see, I would have just taken it and left. I'm like, well, no. I'm like, I'm gonna tell them what I thought so I can avoid the confusion in case maybe they did give me the wrong drink. But then when they actually gave me the right one, I felt kind of bad because I'm like, now I got two. I'm not gonna drink this one. It, it all. But I, but I also would not be. I'm never scared to tell them. It, 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 I, yeah, I've been to Starbucks plenty of times where they screw up. They also something. charge you. Five, six bucks for a 10 cent Listen, drink. I spent $74 at Starbucks last week. Uh, Bobby, we have a coffee company. What are you doing? No, we're out <laughs> with the kids. I was yeah, in yeah. Niagara, right? Yeah. We hey, spent $74 at Starbucks. You can't afford... We gotta, we're, on, we're a startup, man. We got to be giving them 10 cents. You're the one cups. that brought in Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. No, but... Uh, <laughs> I brought in the coffee. Yeah, You're not wrong. I, I think it all depends, right? Because there's... You know, there's days... If I'm going to get... I don't know. McDonald's is a good example for me. I don't eat McDonald's often, especially sober. So if I'm going to McDonald's sober to eat McDonald's, if my burger like looks sloppy, I want another one. I'll be like, yeah, no. This, See, I, this I would is, guess that it's already probably a bad day if you're going to McDonald's sober. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> when I'm in a bad mood... <laughs> on, on top of everybody, and like, not looking like the I, pitcher? Yeah. Watch out, right? If, if I, and like, I know when I'm grumpy, like if I'm grumpy or I'm in a bad mood or if I'm being an asshole, like, I know it. Like even when me and Maz traveled together, I was like deathly sick, food poisoning, blah blah. Maz said something to me, and I like I gave her like a backhanded remark, and then I look at her, I'm like, I'm sorry, Maz, I didn't mean that. I'm just I'm really sick. I'm sorry, <laughs> because it's like I know I'm being an asshole. So like some days, like I'll call Air Canada to complain, and I'll be like, look, you're just the unlucky one who got the phone today. I'm sorry. This conversation is gonna be difficult, but I'm about to go off. So I apologize in advance, and boom, going off. See that I won't. I don't do. I, like I've realized the hard way. Like even if someone messes up bad, even if a company messes up bad, still won't give it to the person. And you know me, I'm one of the most kindness. cranky. I'm one of the most cranky, irritable people, if not the most in the world. But when it comes to trying to, when I know I have an objective, I'm like, there's a saying like something you catch more bees with honey than with vinegar or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. That's so it. like, that's exactly. Yeah. So Frank like, that all you time. know, like it, it happened when I was, I learned it the most when I was doing like my backpacking is something messed up in the airport and I'm staying at the counter and it happened a couple of times where, like my flight, they had to move my seat or I couldn't get my bag on something that is like a minor inconvenience, but would annoy me. And I was like, hmm, there was no, I, there was no luggage space up top. Question. Honestly, so, so sorry. So the, fir, the, the, I noticed it just by chance and I'll never forget this. I was in, it was like one of my first flights by myself or whatever. And I'm standing at the counter and they messed something up for me. But she's like, give me a second, I'll be back. And I look to my left and I see this lady berating a lady in a packed airport, packed line, like ripping it. I'm like, I'm looking at her, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, and I'm watching this and I was like, because like, when I, I would have done that in the past, like, you know, when I was a bit younger, thought that's how you get your way. But then I saw this and I was like, Jesus, like that is all, like, like you, what a, you look like a terrible human. And then I thought about it 
And that moment has always stuck with me because then from, from then on, like, sure, do I get cranky and backhanded or make backhanded remarks times? Yes. But I've n- seldomly will you not get the result you want if you are kind to of the person and just be kind, be kind. If they can't give you what you want, talk to somebody more senior. But you got it like, man, you will get your way if you're, if you're nice to people. Well, I also think that customer service has, has certainly gone downhill over, over the years. I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, because I think people are less patient <coughs> and yep. people don't so, well, no, I shouldn't no, say that's everybody, fair, yeah. but like there's, I think there's, there's a greater population that just doesn't give a shit anymore. I feel like it got even worse be, over the last like two or three years, mm-hmm. just between COVID itself. So I think there's a correlation between that and, and loyalty. I don't know if you guys really like, going a, back yeah. to our, 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 our parents, you know, uh, my parents would always talk about like loyalty, right? We stayed with the same vendors. We used the same people yeah, we, yeah. for 25, 30 years. And I still think it happens a little bit today, but not as much as what it used to happen. Yeah, you're right. Those are go- both actually, uh, Bobby, great points. Those are actually probably very correlated. I think a lot of people don't, they also with at the customer service and loyalty, whether you're a, a passenger or trying to get on a flight, someone buying coffee from a company, doing construction, certain customers to a certain extent give you the benefit of the doubt everyone makes mistakes I know I know your character I know you'll fix it I know you care yeah. today it's like you make a mistake you're a big bad company and there's another one waiting on our door see you later next one in yeah. and ahead. even uh, on loyalty it's like even like keeping your word I feel like our parents generation was a lot better at it Yo, and yeah. I'm gonna give a good example of this um, so at my work we uh, we spent a lot of money on fuel on diesel right mm-hmm. construction company our accounts I don't know maybe we do two million liters of fuel a year, probably give or take, at roughly a buck, buck and a half. It used to be a buck. Now it's probably a buck and a half, buck and three quarters. Wow. So good amount of money a, of a money. year, right? So oh, I went through it, and we were with the same people for twenty years. So like every six months, I'll pick a big expense that our company has, and I'll like dive into it and say, okay, like is there any way we can save? So I ran into a friend of mine from Western, and we were at a bar one day, and he's like, hey, like, what do you do? I'm like, in construction, what do you do? He's like, oh, I do like fuel. I'm like, oh, like what kind? He's like, diesel fuel for construction. Like, Fuck, let's chat. I'm like, we've been with our company for a long time, but if I can you know, throw you a bone for on like one of these side projects or something, I'll help you out. So he came in. I gave him, uh, so the fuel company we were with for like 20 years only did our office. They fueled the big tanks in our office, and then we used other guys that we had no real relationship with, depending who was closest to the job. So I gave him a couple jobs on the side, just little things. And then he's like, look, I wanna, I wanna get your business, like the big tanks in the back. I was like, look, we've been with the same people for 20 years. I highly doubt you're gonna give us a better price than them. Like, and their service is good. We're happy with them. He goes, what if I can beat them? I'm like, you'd have to beat them by a lot. And he goes, like, what, what do you pay? And I was like, we pay this plus a premium. He goes, you play plus? I was like, yeah, I play this plus. He goes, I can get you that minus your premium. I was like, how can you get us minus the premium? Like, how do you make money? He goes, everybody makes money. Nobody pays the standard price. Everyone pays. A, a lot below and then whatever it is so i'm like fuck so i call my field provider i was like hey guys like you know i've been with you 20 years i know your dad and my dad are friends but like hey like i've got this quote i'm gonna save like 100k a year here like we're not talking five ten grand no, no, yeah. so i was like sharpen your pencils come in and, and let's do this they couldn't so they couldn't so i was like guys like you know you're gonna lose this business like if, if we don't do something like this is we're talking like two people's fucking salaries here so they came in and he knew right off the bat. The guy's like, look, we can't. We don't do the same, the same volume that we used to do. I, we don't get those discounts. Okay, no problem. So I, I basically tendered it and I grabbed four guys. Hey, guys, price it out. This is the quantity. This is yada, yada, yada. Company A said, we're going to give it to you at the standard price. Okay, you're out. Company B says, we're going to give you standard minus, let's say, two cents a liter. Company three says, we're going to give you rack, uh, standard minus three. Then 
my buddy Gio goes, okay, we're going to give you a standard minus four. Okay, great. I'm like, can you do any better? He goes, yeah, I'll do four and a half. Cool, great. Contract's yours. You earned it. You got the best price. So I'm calling everybody back saying, hey, you know what? Look, you didn't get it. You were, you were minus two. You were minus three. I took it at minus four and a half. And one guy calls me back, goes, oh, what if I can do better? I was like, look, I already gave my word. Like, deal's done. Like, oh, did you sign? I was like, no, but I, I gave a verbal commitment. Now we're just working out the details. <clears throat> Doesn't this guy call my dad or sends my dad and my uncle an email? My dad and my uncle still own the business, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Go, hey, we're going to do it for that price minus five. So they both come to my office. Oh, fuck, great, great, great job. You, say, I hate no, that. I hate you just that. fucking got a, an eight cent swing a liter. We do fucking two million liters. You do the math. Yeah. Eight cent swing. You do the math. <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking lot do of money. Do the math right? when my bonus yeah. comes around. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm like, well, no, I didn't get it five. I got it four and a half. He's like, no, I saw the email. You got five. I was like, yeah, no, it's kind of a long story. I already gave my word, blah, 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 blah. I told him a story. So my dad and my uncle both says, no, if you gave someone your word that you're yeah. going to do four and a half, like we'll lose the extra half cent. It's the half cent only... Well, you, you ten, ten, cent, 10 grand on the year at the, at the end of the day on a you didn't two, have it to begin two and a half right? million dollar account. Yeah. 10,000 is not that, that big. Yeah. I ended up calling my buddy back. And I was like, look, I'm in a rock and a hard place. My dad and my uncle saw this, this discount that we can get. You know, I know you gave us the best price. I'm not asked for it. The business is yours either way. Can you do any better? Didn't he match the fucking price too? Yeah, that's a good guy. And it's the little things that, well, he ended up like, we ended up doing some stuff with Cass too. Yeah, yeah. And I've ended up like putting him in touch with like some of my friends in the business too, just to help him get more business too. And it's just like that little thing, right? But see, you know, that's another thing, right? It's just a quick, like that's, that's something you don't really find often. And, and I know you're talking about yeah. and, and, you know, comes from a family business background too. So, you know, he didn't really, he would have had your business regardless. He didn't have to throw you a bone. He already threw you probably a lot of bones. Oh, yeah. And doing that also now, think about it. That's the guy now that 20 years from now, you remember, hey, you know what? He Or let's say 10 years. Yeah. You know what? That guy's going through, their company's in a tough spot right now. They need me to give a point back to them. Yeah. It's give and take, right? But a lot of that, you don't, I mean, you see it often enough, but like you don't, like you were saying earlier, it's not as common anymore. No, but even to Ricky, like what pisses me off about that conversation or that, that what he went through right there is, is the guy that, you know, comes in with his price and then finds out that he loses, but all of a sudden magically he's got a better price. Yeah. I hate that. That's yeah. gotta be the one thing that I hate the most. Like, just give me your best price to begin with. Like, and we're done with it. Like why? So, your backhand, like, why am I going to trust you that I'm always going to be Absolutely. getting a great price from you yeah. if you can't give me the best price to begin with? Yeah, it's... Uh, it's not all about pricing. No, like, no, absolutely. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have to trust what you're working with. But, like, yeah, I've heard that I've heard that story before, and it, I, I still listen to it because it's so applicable to so many things, and everyone in business probably has, this, has like, a similar, a similar experience. But, yeah, it's hard, man. It's... Um, <clears throat> loyalty? Well, it's... See, I'm somebody that was was like raised the same way that as like Ricky described like when you give someone your word or when you find something you like whatever it is like I am I'm pretty loyal through and through like I don't jump around and price shop unless I'm like looking for something different I want to make a change mm -hmm. like whether it's people I do business with like most of our suppliers at at impact and obviously um like hometown same thing we've, we've known them for a long time yeah brought a lot of suppliers on board that yeah I've been doing business for 20 years with right yeah just but even it. like even traveling, like when I fl if I fly, I'll fly with Air Canada, and we we talked about it on a recent episode, Ricky and I, about how like even their customer service actually shockingly to me has gotten better in the last the last little bit. Um, like when I pick something I like, and if they're good to me and they're not you know terrible people and they're awful and they you know everything's good, like I am I am loyal to brands that I like. That's why I wear Nike. That's why I, like I just when I find something I like, it's good quality. 
doesn't do me wrong. Their customer service is good. Like, I'm fine. That's what I like, and I'll support that with, with my dollar, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I also feel like by, by exemplifying that as a company and a, and a brand, like, you know, how we do it with at Impact and, and Hometown and all that stuff, like, when you, when you have that sense of, like, um, commitment to somebody, you're working with them as a partner rather than, oh, they, they pay me, so I, this is my service. It's more of a give and take. I think that you get the same, not necessarily always, but the same sort of benefit of the doubt kind of respect is reciprocated, even if it's not as common in the business, even if people can jump ship tomorrow and go find a cheaper price or a newer newer commodity, whatever it is. I do believe that if they feel that you're, extent, like you're willing to work with them, they will typically extend that same courtesy back to you. Well, I like that you went back in in your scenario. You went back to yeah. your guy that <clears throat> and gave him another option. I said, "I'm like, hey, look, I look, right. you know what? This is a situation. If you can help, great. If not, like, no harm done." And our original supplier was like, "Look, here's the situation. This is a lot of money. We're not talking about like a couple bucks. This is a lot. Go through your books. Like, look into it again. Like, we haven't, we didn't touch our rate for 20 years. Mm. It was just okay. We're friends with them. We know them." this is a good rate, right? And like we did the same thing with our insurance provider and then on the opposite end, we went to our insurance provider. Again, big account, well, you know, it's a big, big ticket item. I got another price. Price was noticeably cheaper. We called our guy. We're like, look, sharpen your pencil. Come back to us because you're, you're way out. Came back. He went to his, to the insurance broker, the insurance company we're with, ended up saving us six figures. Like yeah, yeah. that's a lot of money at the end of the day. And my uncle has the best saying, Whenever like we're fighting over a bill or something, he's like, look, if I'm going to hurt, I want you to hurt a little. We, we should hurt equally. Yeah. If we're going to win, we should both win equally. Let's, let's find a middle ground because there's times where if you win, you're both going to win. Let's win equally. If we're both going to lose, let's lose equally. Like, there, no fair is fair. There is, some, there is a saying, and I don't know if it relates to sports or, or what. I think it's in life. Typically, you know, the way you know a deal that worked out for both sides is if both guys feel like they got, both people feel like they got a bit of the short end of the stick. Not the short end, like bad, but you feel like ah, I left some on the table. But the same time as that guy, probably feels like ah, I got what I want to hear, but I left some on the table. If both people walk away feeling like they could have had a little more, then you probably worked it out perfectly because nobody got the great, like the, the upper hand on the stick or the upper hand on something. Or everybody right? got yeah. the best deal. Or, or, or exactly right, right. Like, like, like I agree. With if that, you feel sure. too good, kind of like a fantasy football trade I made recently. Mm -hmm. If you feel too good about your deal, you, you know, took you a bear. You you're know, for you sure taking somebody yeah. for a ride. Yeah. If you walk away, be like, we're gonna, we're gonna profit like crazy on this account you know that's fine you might for a while like you're probably gonna do for a while but somebody will come knock on that door like actually mike told me this saying um pigs get fat hogs get slaughtered i think or is it vice versa yeah no something I like don't, that i don't know that that's one. a good one though. yeah like so like i guess uh, from my, fat, my interpretation of that is like you know if you get overly greedy like you're you know you're kind of setting yourself up for failure i've uh, i've seen quotation or i've seen pricing over the years in in the coffee industry that has just absolutely blown my mind. Like, how are these people getting that pricing? How are you paying this much for coffee? And I go in, and the one thing that I refuse to do is charge any more than I absolutely... And this might be a bad thing. I, like, some people will probably frown on it. Like, people that are just all about the money will be <clears> like, you need to get as much as you can while you can get it, right? But I will... I, I, I run on... I know what our business needs. Uh, from a margin standpoint, I know how much money we need and that's what we go in at. Well, it's like that, um, I, I forget the exact example, but it's like, would you rather have $1 million right now or would you rather have, 
you know, $10,000 a week for the next yeah. 50 years. Yeah. Most people say, I'd rather have a million dollars right now. Cash in hand is great. It's like $10,000 a week for the rest of the, or for the next, I don't know, 50 years or yeah. something yeah. is way more. Yeah. It's like, man, just like, no, don't get greedy. Just, you know, give, help people out, yeah. get fair pricing, be, be honest, good people. Yeah. You'll make money. Everybody makes money in a good business. All businesses make money. Like if, if you or let's say we're doing business together, I'm happy with your product. You're happy with my product. You're going to make, I'm going to make, everybody makes a little bit. We're all happy. There's enough to go around in in most business transactions. Yeah, people right. get greedy. Typically, the ones yeah. that get that have the target, the biggest target in the back, the ones that get put out of business first, the ones yeah. that you know burn bridges. <laughs> but it's also why me, Bobby, and I went into business together. Like honestly, the main reason, um, which kind of ties into like you know what we have here, Kempenfelt and hometown, all these things. <clears throat> Bobby, you know the story. Like, yeah. through, well, tell know, it anyways yeah. for the people. <clears throat> so, and you can jump in whatever. But yeah. Bobby and I met through. Uh, Two uh, mutual friends of ours, the Kita Zakos brothers, who own uh, Brazilian Canadian coffee, arguably arguably one of the biggest, if not the like, one of the biggest private roasters in Canada, like yeah. gotta be up there. Yeah, probably you know number two or three. For yeah, sure. they're like, so they're massive. Yeah. They're same thing, family business. Yeah. Father started the company, and uh, I bet so, you they got pictures outside. Oh, of the they, fuck. they they have do. a lot of old yeah. cool old shit. Yeah, yeah. so they're so. I always, from on my end, I when I would started, you know, got closer with them, I'd go to their factory, and it was so cool. Like it, it feels very like what I picture Coffee Express. Like it, it feels mm -hmm. old. Like it, it's cool. It's very. I used to go into their office, and their dad Jack would still be smoking in his office, in like even when vent like, above like, his desk. It, it, was crazy. it was wild, man. Like yeah. I love that. So like it was crazy. I started going in there one hanging out with them. I was like, wow, this would be so cool because I'm in the service business, manufacturing and production, and like. That's so different. And I thought, wow, this is neat. Like you, you have a sense of control and you're making a product that you can market. Like I, I found it very fascinating. Never thought something would materialize. But then um, over the years, we stayed a friend. Like as we, our friendship grew with the Kitazakos brothers. At Impact, we started to see synergies of like going into the food service business. One of the biggest food service companies have cleaning companies. And some of the biggest cleaning companies have a food service arm. Actually, scratch that. The first way is true. Food service companies have a cleaning arm typically. Um, so anyways, I was like, my, my dad started in cafeterias. And, Wait, is that how it is? I feel like it's easier to go the second way. A lot of companies, Compass, Aramark, um, uh, I don't know. There's a bunch. I don't want to say them all, but they, they yeah, started fuck, as no food. No free shout outs They here. started fuck as them. food and then they would expand because they're in the facility, in the arena, in the cafeteria. They took on the cleaning, the other things. Um, I feel like it's it more common the... you see it that way. Okay. A lot of people don't want to see their cleaners handling their food, but their their food people handling the cleaning is not as bad looking at it one yeah, way. Yeah, I guess that actually makes sense. We've actually experienced it, right? So yeah. we yeah. know that yeah, it's no. easier to not easier. We have a we have a yeah, we have an easier time talking about cleaning when you've already proven yourself with high quality beverages yeah. in yeah. the office. No, 100%. So uh, yeah, it makes I I retract yeah. my statement. No, no, but I didn't think about it that way either. Danny, you can you can uh, scratch <laughs> that statement out on the podcast. So um, anyways, to fast forward, we got into food and cafeterias and catering and all that stuff. We started a company called Impact Food, um, like a little subdivision uh, because one of our directors also had experience there. So we let her kind of run with it. We you know, supported it with resources. Timing was not favorable to us. It was like 2018 to 19 we did it. So 2020 hits, everything shuts down. We, the business essentially dissolved. Like we shut that division down. Um, we got rid of the cafeterias and so forth. And then we met um, right at the end of 2019. Around October 2019. Yeah, October 2019. At uh, Brazilian. So we'll pause there. Like I guess explain where you were at that time so that you can get that part of the story. So we were in the process at that time of, of selling our business. Um, Private, uh, we, personal, what was it called? 
personal service coffee. Yeah, yeah. We uh, so um, <clears throat> that's a long story, but we just we decided to sell um, for family reasons, and um, at that point, I knew it was going to happen. Um, and I didn't know what the hell I was going to do with my life. Right? I had options. I you know you know am I going to start another coffee company? Am I uh, going to start an online website? Like, what am I going to do? I don't know. So, uh, Dimitri and Costa said, hey, listen, uh, I want to introduce you to the Busales family. Um, <clears throat> just come over to the office and let's just have a chat. They're, they're looking to get into this business. So, we, um, so I went over. We had a great meeting. Um, in their office, uh, we talked about the business and from my perspective right away, I was like, man, this is a great opportunity. Like the synergies, the fact that they're already in facilities, each building down to like these massive towers, you know, hundreds of different clients within a tower, maybe not hundreds, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, you know, yeah, yeah. they all have coffee equipment in there. Like this, this, this could be a really, really good opportunity. So, um, you know, then we, we talked about it some more. I came in and I met, uh, I, I met your dad. Yeah. Uh, that, was a, that was a great meeting. And you know, obviously, my dad well. So I'll, I'll jump in and yeah. add some in there. So Bobby and I met first with the guys. We just shot the shit over coffee in, in Costa's office. And I was like, okay, like this guy, like, I don't know why you, you like, you can, people can tell you what you want to hear and you kind of get excited. But like, there's, there's something you can tell when someone you feel is being like just open kimono telling you and you're like oh this i'm pretty sure they're telling me the full truth and nothing but the truth so i got that vibe from bobby right away and then obviously dimitri goes saying yeah like you know we've been with him for a long time so they vouched for him so i was like okay this guy like he kind of we we speak the same language we both get excited by big ideas we're kind of like let's fly by the seat of our pants and figure it out so i was like okay this could this could maybe work but i you know my dad has met a lot of people as all our dads have and know a snake oil salesman from from somebody who was willing to put their money where the mouth is and I'll never forget this. We first met when Bobby came to our office and sat down. And like within a minute, I can, I can tell when my dad is not like someone. I, they can probably tell too. But within a minute, they're talking. And like I see my, he's warm. I was like, what the hell is happening here? I thought he would try to vet him a little. But I could tell. And I, I think it happened in his office. Correct me if I'm wrong. And this is when I, kind of, I knew that this guy doesn't like Bobby is not someone who's a talker. He's someone who puts it like he's it's about action, so to speak. Most people in a position who have sold a business and have made some money don't, they come in and say, I can do this for you, pay me X dollars. For the, like they want guaranteed money, right? Because they feel like they've earned something. This, he's done it for a long time. He's earned the right to, to go to a company, like a big company, and say, I want to be a VP, give me 200 grand a year, whatever you want. And you don't have to really produce results because you've earned that reputation. He came into the office, and you know, we're trying to figure out, okay, how would this work? And Bobby's like, I don't, I don't want a year, I don't want six months. You can pay me month to month and I'll prove to you that I can do this. I'm sitting there like, is this guy an idiot? Like month to month, like, that's crazy. And is honest, my wife talking right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, and I don't mean it with disrespect no, for like no. an idiot, but I was like that, like, I'm like, this guy's got balls, balls, part of my language. Like I could not believe it. No one has ever walked into our office and said that. We've had a lot of people come in that have done something with their career in all facets of, of the world. I was like dumbfounded. I was like, if this guy is just, I'm like, I'm, I think I'm confident. I was like, this is crazy. Anyways, 
at that point too, my, after that meeting, I was like, yeah, this guy's like, we got to do something here. Well, he basically walked out of the meeting. Um, not in a bad way. Like he's like, okay, well, you guys continue talking. Whatever you guys want to do, just let me know. Yeah. <laughs> in a sense, right? Just like yeah. uh, he gave it back when you to, know, you know, right? to the like, family because Georgia was there as well, right? So he, he sent it back you guys to the family. It out. And said, yeah. You know, figure it out. It was out. a pretty short like, meeting. Like it was not like it wasn't hours, but it, I mean, it, I would say that it was 30, 35 yeah. minutes. You know, yeah, but to like start a new short. company and everything, like it was pretty like. So I want to ask both of you guys, and you guys each answer individually. Knowing that it's easier for a food company to get into cleaning, did you guys feel that it was going to be tough to go from cleaning to food? Because now technically, although it's a it is a, a separate company, you're still kind of using a lot of the impact resources, not resources, but like. A lot of the structure of the business, you're lo- using a lot of their clients to get more clients. Like, did you think that that was going to be hard? Uh, I was going to. You can talk about it more, but this is kind of where we we like obviously hash this out and figure this out. Um, and well, and just one little segue. This was in tw- like late 2019, and we talked about starting the company in like February of 2020 or March maybe. And shit hit the fan, obviously, where yeah. the world was. So I said, Bobby, hey, what like, happened? We- I was like, we can't justify, Prime. even though he said, don't pay me. We're like, we can't, like our cl- our customers are not in their office. So we're Nobody not knew have- what was going on. Yeah, and I understood that. So I kept putting it off, putting it off. And, and Bobby kept saying, you know, I understand. And then we got to like June and we're having a conversation. And it, oddly enough, it was like the same week that we started cast. I'm not even kidding. Um, so Bobby and I talk and, you know, he's like, well, listen, I know we don't know where the world's going, but we have a lot of legwork to do behind the scenes. And I thought about it like, you know what? I feel like if we can't, we should be ready whenever the world gets ready to go back to normal. So, you know, if we got to, if it's three more months or six more months, like we should be working behind the scenes to be prepared to hit the market, hit the ground running. So we said, you know what, let's start. When did we start? In July or August or June? June, right? We founded the company, Hometown Coffee. I think the same week we technically founded Cast. Only one of them is left. but <laughs> And uh, maybe it says something about Bobby's leadership style over mine, but... <laughs> No, I, I just I'm, I'm think kidding. it's 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 no, we lucked out. You guys had a product that people liked. Well, well, well no. Listen, but- we started an office coffee company when offices were shut down. So you got to give credit back yeah. to you know George yeah. and the family as well to be like, you know, trusting enough. On this like, side. They, like we had four, three meetings maybe, you know, and and a bunch of phone calls, and it was like, guys, like we need to start this because you know it's gonna take six months yeah to get it off its feet right it didn't our first month <laughs> we did we did twelve hundred dollars in sales our first month we did four thousand dollars in sales our s- second month we did seven thousand dollars in sales our third month and then it it, it just kept growing it just kept growing and we're projecting like i won't say exactly but like the, over seven figures in our, in our in our two full years yeah. And I, again, this is no credit to me. And to jump back onto your question, now, this is not any credit to like us. You know, we help, we support Bobby, but Bobby, it, it, like he's literally the like the 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 start. Like how we were with Cast, how we did it. Like that's what he he does everything every day. We had a team there now, and and Impact supports it with resources. So to answer your question, we support it with resources, but that's but on the back end. Like we're not, I'm not going out selling unless I know a, cu- a customer of ours wants it. I'll make the introduction and I'll try and push it. But we still have a big, you know, our company to run. So um, we just send stuff Bobby's way and we give him whatever backup he needs, financial, um, you know, the, the pay, the, all the stuff in the back marketing. end. Yeah, the marketing. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, got the marketing. But, yeah, a lot but of like we, and to answer your question, stuff. why we did it that way is because we talked about it and we said, you know, we could do like impact coffee theoretically. But 
it's a different company. We also don't want it necessarily, we want it to be supported, but not really associated. We have an opportunity here to take something and make it a startup, something organic, something family feeling, really grassroots feeling, which Impact kind of has because it's a family business and it's a 70 year old company, but it has more of a corporate feel. We wanted more of that, like the name says, hometown feel. I forgot our new market, our new slogan, but it's something take about. Take a moment, take a sip. No, no, oh, the, one, the hometown, the new one. No, no, they they rebranded the, the like every cup. I've, Where the the one that the, the marketing <laughs> company know? redid for us. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, okay, well, yeah, we kind of parked it on yet. the back burner because yeah. of this other stuff we're working on. But yeah, we wanted to feel again. Correct me if I'm wrong. We wanted it to feel like your like that sense of loyalty and customer service and. You know, it's just like that mom and pop company that's doing that's it. That's what we brought it back to. We both yeah. come from family-owned businesses. We wanted to br- kind of like feel and bring it back to how our parents started the company. Like we even talk about marketing things about, you know, waking up early and, and uh, you know, the sun is sun is rising. Like my mom, I'm up at 4 a.m. on Mondays, right, to make sure that we Bob's get nuts. Uh, everything that we need to get uh, done. Um, with with our office school, like Mondays are our busiest days. I'm up at four a.m. Yeah, I can we imagine. Just, we just yeah, we, yeah. So, um, we wanted that kind of old school feel with hometown coffee. Yeah. Um, so we the resources that we've been able to do uh, with impact uh, behind us has certainly helped the company grow. Um, the other thing is. We're good. Yeah. Oh, we're good. Cool. Yeah, you're good. Um, no, I kind of forget where I was. About the home, like about like waking up 4 a.m. The hometown feel. The, oh no, but I was oh, the impact on, resources. Under something, uh, it'll come back to me. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. But look, we wanna we wanna grow it by as its own. I, I, there's been times we've gone back and forth, and I think you know should we? You know, impact's got a very strong name. Should it be under impact? Oh, that's where I was going. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. No. Jump back in. I I'm I think I I came up with the suggestion that it it's got to be separate. Because I just recently went through a transaction, like a sale of your company, and you don't want anything. If you ever, for whatever reason, you wanted to liquidate impact, right? Family just wanted to get rid of it. You don't want the office coffee division tied to it. You want to have resources where you're able to get rid of one company if you want to, or the other company, yep. right? But the, don't but they, tie it together. Yeah, but they can go hand messy. in hand. Like but they go hand again, in hand. If you need assistance with marketing, or you need our, assistance our, with like HR, or you need exactly. a fucking financial question. Hey, you're not calling up. You know Joe Smith over at PC Financial. Like, Listen, okay, George, able, put your put me in touch yeah, with yeah, your yeah. accounts lady. Do you know what or, we're or allowed, guy. We, what we're doing right now? And we just implemented this. What we're able to do right now is that we have a site started off as a coffee site. We've now integrated cleaning into that site, and we have people there every day. And those people that we have there are able to take care of all the coffee stations. I get so you basically have a con- cleaning coffee concierge everything. You have everything. every single day at your facility, and uh, like I'll I'll get a message uh, from our person on site saying, "Hey, listen, we're running low on this. We're running low on that. You know, can you bring this? Boom, we send a truck out. It's there. It's the client the doesn't run yeah, like sees nothing. nothing. Sees nothing, but they're getting the top of the level service that is out there." It's not costing them any more money. Yeah. It's already expenses that they would already have. Yeah. Sure, yeah. already got the people there. Yeah. And a lot of the biggest, so one of the other reasons why we started this is um, what we saw the opportunity with the impact and, and obviously, you know, involved with personal service. Why we, what we saw happen in the market, coincidentally, was something that 
it looks eerily similar to what happened in the cleaning market like 15 years ago when I first started getting into it when these big conglomerates coincidentally like the compasses and the and the air, all these big ones that are like billion dollar companies that do food they started buying up uh, cleaning companies and rolling them into their division because obviously they saw the opportunity like what we see for synergies they just didn't do it very well all the companies who bought cleaning companies like their service has gone to nothing most of them are shells of what they used to be like they botched it so Correct me if I'm wrong, that's what's been happening in the last few years in the office coffee um, industry. Everyone's been amalgamating, buying people up. So I'm, I personally, as an outsider, don't know the industry as well. I'm not even close to it as well as Bobby and, you know, Dimitri Costa. But I see this and I'm like, if this, if, you know, they might do it well and merge it well, but buying big companies and rolling them into your operation is tough because there's culture fits, there's, uh, there's operational fits, there's all these things you have to consider. So in my mind, I said, when we talked about this is, Okay, we have an opportunity here. We have the advantage where we're, we have another company with the infrastructure, so we'd be a startup, but we have the backing of a big company. We have the advantage that we can be small, nimble, and agile like a startup. We can, we can be creative in what we want to do, and we can slowly start to knock on the door of these people who are now going to not have the same level of service yeah, from these family-type private businesses they had. Yeah. So that's how we came in, and, and Hometown is our fastest-growing like company that we have arm of our company mind you zero to something is going to be percentage-wise bigger than going from where we went in impact we're we're not going to triple every year but that's gonna that's gonna slowly slowly oh you never know i never say never we also don't have a big sales team we don't have like no we're still grassroots man yeah we're still grassroots but like like george said we're gonna do well over seven figures you know know what this reminds me of the um uh, Michael Scott Paper Company. I yeah. knew you were gonna say that. It's just you know going back to grassroots. We're taking down Bob, the corporate giants. We're, we're literally like Bobby. When I walked in, so I, had, I one day I was like, I haven't been to work with Bobby because we left the impact office and went out. We uh, bought a facility in uh, Burlington because we didn't have the space for the storage. I was like, I, I probably should go start to do some of these deliveries and road days and understand what happens there, just like I did at Impact back in the day. Mike Bob, what day should I come in? He goes, you tell me. I said, okay, let's go. Bobby goes, I'll meet you at 5 a.m. Monday yeah, no. morning. Monday, he goes, I'll see you at 4, you know, 5 a.m. You said, you gave me the benefit of like an extra hour. He was there but an hour before me, I yeah. think. So I get there like five. I'm exhausted. We have this new facility that- George like, is grumpy. Doesn't have a washroom, a sink, and that's so basically a garage, which we, can get, we won't get into that this time. But like we get there <laughs> and these guys are there. packing the van. Bobby's packing his car. So the van's going out to do some. We have like he's going out to do a bunch of others. It was literally like, like it's like the Microsoft Paper Company. Like we're just doing whatever we can to make sure that every customer is getting the best service, and yep. it's working. And the, the craziest part is, I'd say ninety percent of customers at Hometown aren't even are they're not from Impact. They're all new net new customers or from like relationships that we've had, but we haven't even been able to tap into our customers we yet because our offices are still almost vacant. So we've grown it to this point. Well, not we. Bobby has grown it to this point without even the the like kind of the reason we started it, which is the economies of scale of going after our like low hanging fruit, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah. Like so, but we haven't even we haven't even tapped into it, and uh, we got one recently, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah which but is pretty cool. Uh, you know, we'll start. I mean, none of us started this for you know a one year, two year for the long you know, run project. This is this is something that. You know, I've, I've, hopefully, you know, you and and Becca have children, and I have kids, and uh, yeah, they'll, you know, they'll be running the, they'll be packing Georgia the boxes one day, and then you guys yeah. are gonna have pictures of yeah, those kids. Exactly. Eh? Well, that that's kind of the idea of the yeah. whole thing, right? Yeah. Like it's 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 something that uh, I've always done. I've never done anything different, um, and I I just 
I get more joy to be quite honest. I know it's silly, but I get more joy in having my client just be like super happy with the job that we've done. Like it, it, it just, that, that makes my day. Yeah, there's no stress. There's right? no headache. You're not worried. Like I know some people that say anytime their clients call, they're like, fuck what, what happened? It's like, if your clients are happy, like, you know, I talked to some of mine. I'm like, man, this is nice. Let's go for lunch. You don't have to talk work. Like, Listen, At the end, you're like, oh, cool. Any issues on the site? No, we're good. Okay, cool. We have issues, but when you have a relationship with your client where it's easy, it's easy to fix. You're like, not getting yeah, berated no. like the airline people are. Yeah, I, yeah. Th- I think I think our, our clients really appreciate, like, if, if we if we fuck up, I'll be like, yeah, no. We screwed up. We screwed yeah. up. Honest mistake. People make mistakes. Sorry, you know, but we'll fix it. So, I mean, I know we, we had this recently a couple weeks ago, right? And being, like, smaller and more... I guess reactive. Uh, we had a client. We completely our fault. We missed something, and within thirty minutes we had it fixed. Like a big company's not going to do that. No, a big company can't do that. So it takes four emails. But and I six don't phone know why calls. though. It you have the resources, emails. but the problem is people don't care. You don't have a sense of yeah. ownership. Yeah, they don't have a sense free, of, of yeah. urgency. It's okay. We'll take. No, but it, it. should. It should. We, be, no, we listen. Should want we should. Right? I mean, we're surprised. We shouldn't be. We let them keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. More, more money for more money and opportunity and business and coffee beans for us to, to push. Yeah. On uh, we, we are kind of hitting yeah. that time, so I'm gonna start to wrap. We've it actually up. gone pretty long on this one, I think. We were at an hour when I got up to pay for the pizza. Oh, yeah, um, we're gonna wrap it. I want to ask good, this outside of your own. Actually, no. This time I'm gonna ask it. What is your go-to like coffee drink? So you said yours earlier, but we'll oh, say mine's an I- grande iced americano or iced americano. That's my favorite drink. <laughs> Grande. Uh, grande. I was like grande. <laughs> yeah, I just iced like americano. A, Are you just like a black a coffee? Black cup of coffee. No sugar, no milk? Nothing. Uh, That's what black means. Nothing. <laughs> black <laughs> yeah. sugar? No, nothing. black means nothing. Nothing. No, Straight. Nothing. Straight. Schetto, Me? if you will. Espresso, Fredo, Schetto. There you go. Uh, Fredo espresso is iced espresso in the yeah, Greek one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Actually, that's probably my favorite. Honestly, I miss to, it. Yeah. European go, drinks well, you know, here in Canada. You know what we should all do? I'm going to talk to Dimitri and Costa. And we'll do an, we either not even an app, maybe do an episode or we go all there and do a tasting because the coffee tasting is pretty cool. It's good. try some of yeah. Bobby's got his own roast of coffee, bucketless yeah. coffee. Uh, but yeah, we should go. To we didn't even talk about the new blend. I know, Big Bay. We'll do, we'll do a nice shout out though. So Big yeah. Bay blend. What's the uh, before we wrap it up? Go. You got two minutes on this. No, I'm um, <laughs> what's the uh, what's the, where's what's the name? Where's it from? All right. So there, you guys up in Barry, Kempenfelt uh, Bay. Bay. Um, so we acquired an online uh, company called Kempenfelt Coffee. Um, primarily just selling K cups online. Uh, we figured that we need to do more than just sell K cups online. Can I open so this? yeah, absolutely. So we started. Um, we we developed uh, Big Bay Blend. Yeah, and uh, it's a great everyday medium roast coffee. So you can okay. eat them, eh? Mm-hmm. You can eat coffee beans. Yeah. yeah, of course you can. You have chocolate. I don't like coffee, coffee so. <laughs> You what? Fun fact. <laughs> wait, wait, what's your favorite kind of co- cup of coffee? Don't espresso. Worry. I lit it. Espresso. Well, yeah, I guess espresso. But like for me, it's a social thing. What is it? Coffee with like five sugars in it? No. no? It's just I have a plain espresso from wherever. I don't drink it for the taste. It's just a social thing. Or I just need the caffeine. Yeah. I don't picture you as a guy that needs much caffeine though. <laughs> no, usually not. My office gets beat down in the afternoon by the sun. So yeah. some days it's like two o'clock. I'm just like roasting in the middle of the winter. I'm like, yeah, fuck, I need espresso. Yeah. But for me, it's a social thing. It's like... Yeah. You know, after it's an aperitivo, right? Like after after dinner, after lunch, you know, you need that little boost. You get to shoot the shit with like I've coffee, I have espresso every day with my cousin and my brother. Yeah. 
right after lunch. No, it's very much social. Yeah. yeah. Very so. much social. You know what but, I do hate? And I'm gonna I think we should probably get this get this wrapped up, but I'm gonna say this is the last thing. You know what I hate? When people say espresso. That's a that's a pet peeve of yours, eh? I don't say I don't I don't correct anybody anymore. Yeah. When it comes I, to I, I just like I don't yeah, get it. I know there's what no, you're talking about. I, I, I know what they mean, but there's yeah. no X in it. Yeah. Wait. I, I have to say this. So we're at a golf tournament on uh on Tuesday. This was an Italian uh, bakery. They did uh, espresso shots and gelato at the at the first hole or something. My dad goes up and says, like, Hey, you got any espresso? <laughs> I was like, What that? Yeah, yeah, I just I just want an espresso. I'm like, are you are you purposely saying it wrong? Because you know they're Italian. Like they clearly look Italian. It's an Italian bakery. I'm like, why are you saying it like that? What? I'm saying espresso. It's like, no, you said espresso. Yeah. Twice. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's very common. Fucking French. Yeah, very common. Yeah. Very common. Go to any Tim Hortons and never hear them say espresso. Like, it's always like espresso. Like cakes or like non-Europeans. I get it, but like. Last question. Yeah, last, yeah. last. If last you're last not, one. if you're obviously, you no, know, everyone should drink Big Bay, Big Bay Blend or Bucket List <laughs> or K Cups or Brazilian. My but if they Bruce. can't get those and they have to go get a cup of coffee in the city of Toronto, in your opinion, where's the best place to get a cup of coffee? I was going to ask that before I changed my question. Oh God. Um, could be a chain. Could be a small shop. One place. In Toronto, GTA, GTA. whatever. Um, you know what? I, I'd probably give a. You know what? Pilot Coffee does a good job. Oh, I love Pilot. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. So good. There's one in Oakville too now. Look at this guy's an expert. He says it. Everyone just agrees. Well, there's one yeah. next like to my you know house Bobby and next to my work. Yeah. So, someone literally said it to me the other day. I can't remember who I asked, and someone said Pilot, and uh, the other one was they said their favorite like big name chain was uh, Balzacs. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Saying. No. I mean, no. I mean, <laughs> I, was like, uh, <laughs> I, I, I was going on because it's not big, big chain. That's like I, uh, I would put no, Pilot and Balzac in the same. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like after Dragons, then they're like they're, they're big. Because now they're big. I would say out of the big chains. Because I was thinking about this. I would say out of the big chains, I would give it to McDonald's right now. McDonald's. Really? Yeah. McDonald's is very good. McDonald's is way better. If you're talking coffee, Yanni Yanni only drinks McDonald's. Like well, like ours, but he drinks dark. Uh, they yeah. don't go anywhere else but there. Yeah. Um, anyways, boys. Right. Bobby, cool. thanks for coming on. People awesome. want to find out more about hometown. Kevin felt. Uh, what's the best place to go? How do how do they find you? Uh, if they, or if they want to buy some of yeah, your coffee. Yeah, what? hometowncoffee.ca, uh, kempenfeltcoffee.com. Um, you know, email me. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby's like, yeah, add me on LinkedIn. Yeah. If you got an office, well, we do demos. Yeah. We do free tastings. We'll, yeah. you know, no, we'll thirty-four Bram Tree Corp, bro. Do you guys want to we'll set you up? We have like a shitty old machine. Like yeah, we, but you we have that old yeah, style. Yeah, but we the, can do it for you, and then you you don't pay for the machine. You just pay. You oh. buy the coffee from us. Oh, I think we get free coffee because like someone's cousins or aunts are just yeah. bring it. Like we have just pay us. Uh, <laughs> finally, you found a coffee supplier that you could trust. Yeah, that's there it. you go. Right. Rick's, gonna, Rick's gonna shop it out. He's gonna make yeah. us pay him to give us his coffee. <laughs> Told you guys, George. Come on, you have to do better than this. All right, yeah. we'll give you a couple bucks every pot. Rick's gonna grind us down. Uh, anyways, guys, if Bobby, you made we'll it get you to, back yeah. on. So, man, this is fun. Yeah, we'll, I will do a tasting. We'll do a yeah, tasting next it, time. We're doing a tasting, 100. Yeah. percent yeah. uh, If you made it to the end, we appreciate you guys. Share this with your friends. Subscribe. Give Bobby a follow. Check out their coffee. And if you need coffee at your office or home as well, yeah, check them out sure. and uh, get yours there. Other than that, signing off, pals. Hometown Cheers. coffee, baby. <laughs>